Lordship of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this Youth Sunday and God how you have invigorated and managed the youth. Thank you for the steering committees. Thank you for the parents. Thank you for the youth who have participated in this worship experience calling on your name. So God, move the preacher out of the way. Convict, convince, if need be convert. Bless every home represented here. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on, let's give the Lord. No, no, no. Let's give the Lord a real hand clap. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory. I want to personally say that I am just overwhelmed with the collective, amen, preparation of what we witnessed this morning. Thank you, Kent. Great job. In fact, will all, will all of you stand? All of you stand. Let's get a Lord a hand clap. Dan, come on, Dan. Tony, everybody, come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lord, bless you. Now, will the parents of these youth stand? Because you too should receive a hand clap. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God is so good. It was, it has always been my vision to carve out a venue for our youth and our young adults. And over the summer, as the Lord impacted my thoughts, I wanted to do something different about, amen, giving our youth a platform, not only on Fridays, but on second Sundays. And this thing is awesome, and I do thank God for you. The praise dancers are awesome as usual. I want to thank, amen, our praise dance leaders. Truly, God is good, and I am just overwhelmed. Now, I do, and this may be a little unbiblical, I do believe in competition. Um, so, young adults, you got to do something on the fourth Sunday. Amen? Amen. The, the, the payment has been laid. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we are thanking the Lord from whom all blessings flow. And boy, I tell you, I am just overwhelmed. Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. These great young people have just warmed my heart. You know, the Bible, we don't, see the problem is we don't believe the word. We, we, we really don't believe, we say we do, we don't. Bring up a child in the way they should go. Hear that? That means church, ministry, obedience to authority. Yeah, you ain't gonna say amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when they get old, as, as they are getting older, they ultimately will return in fellowship 
to Christ. Amen? And God is true to his word. Praise God. This morning, I want you to turn. Ah, in the name of Jesus. I got a witness. I must not be talking about giving. I, I, I got a witness. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And if you you know, if they, if you young people do a good amen corner, Luther and Green and them will never get back. Praise, 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 praise the Lord. Y'all, you, you, we, we, we good with this thing. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm in John chapter 2. John chapter 2. I want to talk about an invitation to a jubilation. An invitation to a jubilation. And I'm going to ask if you can open your Bibles. Amen. Uh, um, an invitation to a jubilation. Today we begin a new series on making sense of the miracles. Making sense of the miracles. And the theme for this series was um, read in your hearing in John chapter 10, don't turn. Jesus said, if you believe me not, then believe me for my work's sake. Profound. You don't believe I'm the son of God? You don't believe I'm God the son? Then keep checking out my miracles. They will prove who I am. The disciples said on a ship, on a stormy night, what manner of man is this? that even the ways and the sea obey him. Mm. The demons said when they saw Jesus, we know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. It looks like everything and everybody knows who Jesus is but us. In John chapter 2, I want to just read one verse, lift it off the page, go back and try to do some historical findings. Verse 4, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. There's no greater glimpse of God's glory than that of the gospel of St. John. Let me pause purposely because when I first got saved, I was told by one of my teachers, just keep reading through John. John will establish all the theology you need. When you finish John, go to Romans. When you finish Romans, go to Ephesians. When you, when you finish these three books, you will understand the glory of the Son of God. Although Matthew, Matthew's emphasis, the Gospel of Matthew, is on Jesus as King of the Jews and Messiah, Mark's emphasis is portrayed as the servant of the Lord, which Isaiah talks about a lot, especially chapter 53. And Luke deals with the Jesus as the Son of Man, his humanity, 
Only John portrays Jesus as God the Son and the Son of God. All systematic theology is built on the premise of these two things, his person and his works. And it's, it's here in John that we see not only his person and his power, but we see proof. How do you know he is who he said he was? There are seven I am's which are connected back to the covenant, everlasting, eternal God of Exodus. And, and it's interesting that when we begin to look at this, this wedding at Cana, it's very, very informative if you take out the time to investigate the historicity of the text. We too often want to run through things and not really understand the interrogatives of why, where, when, how, and who. So when we begin this text, chapter 2, verse 1, begins with a conjunction, and, and, and we got to pay attention to the parts of speech. And we, you know, whenever we see that conjunction, we we know we got to go further back, so I want you to go back to verse 45 of chapter 1. Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. And the Bible says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? In other words, that's like Jesus walking up this aisle this morning saying, Raymond Gordon, uh, I, I know you, I knew you. I saw you, and I say, when did you see me? And then he says, I saw you in eternity past. I saw you before you were born. I saw you in your mother's womb. I saw you before I said, let there be light. We, 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 we don't understand. And, and, and Nathaniel answered and said, before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. Now, now you got to understand what's going on here. Jesus, Philip witnesses to Nathaniel. Nathaniel says, nothing can come out of Nazareth, which is a dark city, steeped in sin. Good. Come and see. And Jesus said, I saw you. When did you see me? I saw you, verse 50, under the fig tree. When he was under the fig tree was long before Philip came to get him. Let me, let, me, let me throw this out to you. Jesus saw you and I long before we realized. And then, and then his response in 51 is, I mean 50, he says, because I said I saw you on the fig tree, you believe? And he says, you're going to see greater things than these. And you cannot miss verse 51. One of the most powerful 
profound verses in all the Bible. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, Hereafter, you're going to see heaven open and angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Meaning, you are an Israelite. You know the great story of Jacob when he fell asleep, amen, in Pandanaram and there was a ladder in his dreams going to glory and angels was running up and down the ladder. Here's what Jesus is saying to, to, to Nathaniel. I am the ladder. Every communication from God to man has to include me. I am, Lord have mercy, the way, the truth, and the life. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. And the third day, now this is interesting because Nathaniel was from Cana of Galilee. We, we learn that in John chapter 21, but he, he was from Cana of Galilee. Listen to this. And there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Let me, let me, let me, let me try to set this in motion for you. Three things we're looking at, three powerful persuasions to a problem. And I want you to keep that thrust in mind. Three powerful persuasions to a problem. Young people, I want you to hear this. This wedding was a trigger to his person. It was a trigger. It was an invitation of his presence. And the operative word here is trigger. In other words, verse 2 says, and both Jesus was called and his, listen to this, six, not 12, six disciples to the marriage. I want to use this to say, young people, for the rest of your life, always invite Jesus. I, I don't care where you go in life, you go to college, you, you go to high school, you, you go to corporate America, always invite Jesus. Too many of us are hearing humanism from the pulpit. Reinventing yourselves and uh, going to school, get your degree and go to corporate America, work and start a business. You, you hear nothing about Jesus. And really, you can't do anything without him. And those who try, fail. He is the key to your success. Some of us only invite him on Sunday. We don't want Jesus too close Monday through Saturday. He might cramp my living style. But they invited him and his six disciples to the marriage. And the, the Bible lets us know that this, this is key. We got to stop Paul's part and give you some historical, traditional background on Jewish marriages because Jewish marriages lasted for seven days. And the groom had the awesome responsibility to make sure there was enough food and wine for all of the guests. 
the bride was tucked away, out of sight, only the groom could see her. And at the end of the seven days, when she broke out into the public, everybody saw the beauty of the feast, but it lasted seven days. I thank God my marriage or my wedding didn't last seven days. They was driving me up a wall one day. The coordinators and the cameras and come on now, you know what I'm talking about. But seven days, this feast lasted. Virgins, unmarried women were typically married on a Wednesday. Widows were typically married on a Thursday, but it was a seven-day stretch. Now, you say, well, what? Why? why is this important? Well, it, 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 it connects into what we call, it's an eschatological meaning here. Eschatology means future things because when we're raptured as a church, we too will be tucked away with Jesus, the groom, for seven years while the world goes through the tribulation. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. And as we begin to look at this text, this invitation to Jesus and his disciples were here, and then a bomb is dropped. Mary realizes that the wedding party has run out of wine. What an embarrassment. Let me, let me say two things about this. First of all, let me deal with the wine factor. People look to the word to, to support their carnal issues. This wine from the vine is not what you buy today. It's not Toke, Thunderbird, Ripple. Not all of them sophisticated names you give the wine. And Jesus said in Luke 22, I will not drink with you wine from the vine till we get to the kingdom. So if Jesus said we won't drink till we get to the kingdom, we ought to follow. Leave that one alone. Because you do have some sipping saints. The other thing is there are over 18 million alcoholics in America and all of them started with one drink. <laughs> Young people, you don't need to drink. You need to abstain. Abstain from alcohol, tobacco, and illicit sex. Can I get a witness? Praise Jesus. It's going to get tight up in here. It's at this juncture that Mary drops a bomb and comes to Jesus. And by the way, let me, let me deal with this Maryology thing. Mary is the earthly mother of Jesus, but Mary is not the mother of God. God has no mother. He always was. He's the wasness of was. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Secondly, Mary, although she is blessed among women, highly regarded, 
She's a sinner saved by grace. Can I get a witness? You don't pray to Mary to get to Jesus. Oh, I'm messing up now. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. You don't come to St. Matthews and say, Father Gordon, I need to go into a booth and confess my sins to you. Because Pastor Gordon is too busy confessing his own sins. Can I get a witness? I, I'm messing somebody up in this place. He is a high priest. And, and you don't need to wear a crucifix around your neck with him on the cross because he's not on the cross. The Bible says he got up out on Sunday morning with all power in his hands. Do I have a witness? You need quiet if you want. Look at some of the principles that are here. First, let's notice the principle of her requests. Now, now, now listen carefully. She comes to Jesus. And it is believed that because Mary could relate to embarrassing moments, she spoke up to the Lord. When did she have an embarrassing moment? Well, 30 years ago, when Jesus was born, because Jesus was miraculously born through the impregnation of the Holy Spirit, it was thought that Mary had sex outside of wedlock. In fact, in, in, in John chapter 8, verse 41, don't turn, when Jesus is grown and talking to the Pharisees, they said, we're Abraham's seed. We were not like you, born in fornication. They accused Jesus of being illegitimate. Are you getting this? So Mary probably had lived a life of scrutiny and embarrassment, carrying uh, the Son of God, carrying the, the Son of Man, carrying, amen, the coming of the Messiah. And, 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 and so she felt this embarrassment and went to Jesus and said, they have no wine. Verse three. Now let me stop pausing part because the principle of our request is interesting. Sometimes we go to the Lord We want the Lord to stop everything and answer our pain. We want the Lord to defy his timetable and do for us what we need done. The principle of the request made me think about all my prayers to Jesus. Some of them are selfishly motivated. Some of them don't exalt him. Some of them are just me, myself, and I wanting him to do for me. Interesting. But equally, there's the principle of the Lord's reply because Jesus said, woman, which 
genei in the Greek is a term of respect, but of not of warmth. Now listen to what I just said. Respect, but not of warmth. It's a mild rebuke. And what he's saying back to Mary is, woman, mine hour is not yet come. This hour was the hour of crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. And when you go to John chapter 17, he says, Father, I finished the work you gave me to do. My hours come now. Give me back the glory that I had with you from the beginning, the outward Shekinah. It's interesting that this principle of reply could be that the reason our prayers are delayed is because Jesus is saying, uh-uh, this is not in line with my hour. I'll answer the prayers, I'll heal your body, I'll bless you financially, I'll bless you, I'll bless your children, but it's not in my timetable. My hour is not yet coming. You know what I learned? You got to wait on his hour. He's not pushing for your hour. You got to wait on his hour. Meaning that he has a whole design that's ready to unfold. What it says, and 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 so after we get past verse four, and we deal with the problem and the principles. We deal with Jesus as the trigger to his person. Notice, he's invited to a wedding, and by the way, this is the first miracle, Simeon sign, and the word sign means something is greater that the miracle is going to point to. It boils down to a proof of who he is. And the interesting thing here is that when we begin to look at this matter of inviting God and then, listen, involving God in our lives, you can't go wrong. Lord, I invite you to come into my marriage and heal it. I invite you to Work in my children's life to see the light. Lord, I invite you to take these problems out of my mind. The invitation leads to the involvement. Jesus Christ should always be invited in and involved with your life. Every day, every moment. But the trigger moves to the transformation, verse 6. Are you with me? And there was there set six water pots of stone, 25 to 30 gallons apiece, big, big water pots, and they were used for the purifying of the Jews. Meaning that these water pots were instrumental, listen, in ceremonial clean cleansing of the Jews. They were caught up in ceremonies. They were caught up in these outward commandments. They were caught up in the criticisms of the day. And, 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 and what they were caught up in is what we call Judaism, which is a form of theology 
of ceremonies, commandments, and all of these things. And Jesus wants to bring in grace. Moses, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. There was a change of the guard here. The six water pots of stones after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two to three furlings apiece, 20 to 30 gallons of water in it. And we're talking about transformation. Jesus is the trigger who we invite and involve and now Jesus is the transformer. And one of the things we must understand about this transformation is that it begins with his wisdom. Fill up the water pots with water. Lord, have mercy. Notice the wisdom. These are typology, uh, kind of typical of Old Testament ceremonies, these water pots. Fill them up, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. Why? Because... Judaism has run out. And you got to understand, and this is why you got you to have teachers who tear down the scriptures and investigate before you can get fed. Observation, interrogation, amen. Uh, and you, before you get to application, you got about five steps to study things out. Listen, wine in scripture is representative of joy. Now why am I pausing? Because he's saying, fill the water pots up with water. Amen. And what he's going to do is he's going to transform the water into wine. What God does in our lives is he does not bring a whole new person into place. He gradually transforms us by his wisdom, his work, and his word. Are you praying with me? That, that, see, that, see, your testimony comes from the transforming process. Are y'all getting this? That what I used to be and what I used to do and how I used to think and how I used to talk, I'm getting a little better. I'm not doing that anymore because the Lord comes in, takes this word, and starts to transform my mind. I could never go back in that world and enjoy it. I'm preaching to somebody. Yeah, man, you know what they do? I know what they're doing out there. I know what they do in clubs. I know what they do in cabarets. I know what they do in bars. Get that, been there, done that. The old man in me, I'm preaching now. I can identify by date where I was, who I was with, what I did. Oh, he's going to get tight up in here now. Can I get a witness? I've been, I've been all around the world. I know what it means. Amen. To get high, to party. Come on now. To get drunk. To da -da -da -da. I know. And you know what? I'm sorry I did all that. And I'm trying to tell the young people, you're not missing a thing. Can I get a witness? In fact, you are saving yourself 
from going deeper down if you can get the word of God in you. The one mistake I made, the one mistake I made, I didn't get saved sooner. Can I get a witness? No, I'm not waiting to win because I know y'all get funny on Sunday. Like you don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to look at the clock and preach. I'm still suffering from my involvement in the world. Every time hell breaks out, Satan brings all these memories back of what I did yesteryear. Satan reminds me of how I jump in and out of relationships and Satan brings back to me how I evaded this and got into this and I gotta fight that stuff off right now. Every day, I gotta fight temptation. Every day, I gotta take God at his word. Every, Every day. I got a struggle between these natures because the old nature is saying this and the new nature is saying this and with my mind I serve the law of God but in my flesh the law of sin oh wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from the body of this death We struggle because we got too many memories. We struggle because we got programs that are set in motion by Satan when we trying to live right. Do I have a witness? I want to walk in the light. Satan keeps bringing back darkness. I want to be patient. Satan keeps bringing back advancing. I want to be straight. Satan keeps telling you to be slick. Do I have a witness? I want to please him. Satan tells you to please yourself. Can I get a witness? We are in a battle every day. But thanks be to God for the transformation of the Holy Spirit. Because when he metamorphoses us, when he changes us, he doesn't leave, Lord have mercy, he doesn't leave in us a desire to want to do it all over again. When he changes us, he changes my mind. He changes my heart. He changes my mouth. He changes my feet. Until I say, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good and his mercy. Endureth forever. Pornography stains your conscience. I'm preaching up in this place. Dirty books, dirty pictures, dirty TV programs, dirty movies, they stain your conscience. You can't even reflect on the holiness of God. You you can't even praise and wave in your hand because you're bowed down with sin. The word holy is a curse word to you. You can't even enjoy worship. You're so deep in sin, deep in hell, deep in anger, deep in bitterness. You cannot get a witness, but I dare you to get transformed. Oh, it doesn't happen overnight, but when the Lord starts changing you, you come out a new person. When the Lord starts changing you, 
You say amen to the word. When the Lord starts changing you, you can shout and dance a while. I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen the seed begging bread. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. You better get focused on him. His praise shall continually. I feel like preaching now. It be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard my cry and he delivered me. Then he deliver you. He delivered me. Then he deliver you. He delivered me from all. My fears. Bless his name. Bless his name. See, this water is symbolic of the world. See, the world gives you their best up front. Then everything starts running out. Can I get a witness? But in Christ, as we are transformed, God says the best to last. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching to somebody up in this place. You're thinking about experimenting with something. You can't, let me, let me tell you something. If you're going to heaven, if you're going to heaven, if your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, if Jesus is your Savior, I can tell you right now, you can't go back into sin. Can I get a witness? Can I get, you can't go back there as a lifestyle. God ain't going to allow it. Can I get a witness? Child of God, don't get quiet on me now. Somebody got to preach this stuff. You got these ACDC preachers. You got these preachers that say you can do whatever you want to do and just ask Jesus to come in your life. You're going to heaven. They're alive from the pit. Can I get a witness? If you in Christ, old things are passing away. And all things become what? New. Hang in there with me. Look, look, look. He says, fill the water pots with water, water. And the Bible says, verse 7, they filled them up to the what? They filled them up to the brim. And verse 8, and he saith unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. Let me stop, stop. Look at the transformation. Fill the water pots with water, not wine. It's water in there. It's water in there. As you and I respond to the word of God, God said, fill, uh, Jesus said, fill them with water. Now draw out. The drawing out process is faith. See, trans transformation of your joy does not take place till you have the faith to draw out. 
some of us sit there saying, and, and some, some of us are super analytical. Well, I know it's in them pots. It's water. Well, God didn't tell you that. God said, fill it up with water. Now, draw out. As you have the faith to dip in and draw out, what was water is now wine. Can I get a witness? And, and, child, and child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, watch this now. Because Mary trusted Jesus to do the right thing. She trusted the servants to do whatever uh, he said for you to do. Can I get a witness? And, and, and you got to see this transformation, this metamorphosis. Because when we get saved, we are a crawling, uh, hideous, hairy caterpillar. You know what caterpillars do? Destroy. They destroy leaves. They destroy. Your flesh and my flesh, all it does is destroy stuff. Some of us are destroying our families with our mouths. Some of us try to destroy the church with their dissensions. We just destroy stuff. But when you go into that cocooning process, can I get a witness? When that, when that, when that, when that, when that, when that hairy, hideous, crawling caterpillar get into a cocoon, can I get a witness? He's transformed from the inside out. You're never transformed from the outside in. You can come to church all you want. You can dress up all you want. You can, you can tip God all you want. That's all external stuff. God is looking for the heart. Can I get a witness? And when you go through that cocooning process, I'm preaching now, you become gradually a caterpillar. I mean, a butterfly. And, and, you, and God holds you in place a while. That, cat, that, that butterfly is in this cocoon, can't get away. He's got wings. He's got the nature of a butterfly, but the, the, the wisdom of God traps him and leaves him in this cocoon, this web-like substance, and he can't break away, and he's flapping, he's flapping, 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 trying to get out, and the wisdom of God says, no, you got to stay there a while, and as the longer you stay there, the stronger your wings are getting. Can I get a witness? And, and, and when your wings get the right amount of strength, you can break away. Can I get a witness? Some of y'all have broken away from the demands of the devil. You have broken away from tradition. You, you have broken away from your own mentality. Now let me tell you why God let, left you in that cocoon so you could keep flapping your wings because when you are finally free birds are coming after you. And in scripture Birds always represent Satan. I'm preaching now. And let me tell you about these birds. These birds are able to fly fast and cut. But they can never catch a butterfly. Because the butterfly can fly faster and cut faster. So when a bird is on a butterfly, he cuts he cuts one way, the bird can't cut like the butterfly because God has designed the butterfly to get away from the bird. I'm preaching. So when you are transformed by your renewing of your mind, when you are transformed by the Holy Spirit, God keeps you in frustration in that cocoon because he knows the minute you come forth, Satan going to send the birds after you. He going to come after your house. He going to come after your money. He going to come after your marriage. He going to come after your health. And if you've been transformed, you won't be able to cut away that I can cut away from the onslaughts of the devil.
Look at it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Look at this. Ah. The trick is Jesus. Transformation of the wine is that the joy I'm going to give you, the world can't give you. The world's joy runs out. Doesn't it get old? Remember what we used to do in the world? Doesn't it get old? Come home from work on Friday. You have time. You get your little paycheck. You go take a shower. You get all clean. You go to a bar in a club and sit there hoping you meet somebody. And the one you meet is a witch. I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? Go to a dance, your party, and then Sunday night, you're getting your clothes ready for the next week, and, and, the, and, and the thing starts all over again. Wasn't that frustrating? But if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Down, I, I, I get dressed for Sunday. Sunday is not the world, it's worship. I want to go to worship. I want to lift up the name of Jesus. I want to praise his holy name. I want to walk in the light as he's in the light. And I got a new high. I got a new high. It's not marijuana. It's not wine and liquor. It's not cocaine. The new high is walking in the light. With the Holy Ghost, he'll send you a peace that passes all understanding. Won't he do it, saints? He'll give you a sufficiency. He'll, he'll give you something the world can't give you. That's why the songwriter said, This God that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I'm coming in. The trigger, the transformation. But check out the triumph. Verse 9, and when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was what? Made wine. Somebody's trying to taste your life every week because you proclaim to be a Christian. But most of the time they can't taste nothing but poison because you do the same thing they do when you go to work, they looking to taste wine. When you go in a store, they looking to taste wine. Do I have a witness? Uh, yeah, don't get quiet now, but when the master of the feast, the ruler tasted the water that was made wine and knew not when it was, it was a secret, it wasn't an open miracle, but the servants knew. Here's what the ruler said. Verse 10, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. But when men have drunk well into the night, then that which is worse, they tend to put out. Child of God, if you don't get anything out of this narrative, get this. See, the world gives you their best up front. And everything's down here. Do I have a witness? Mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh. 
You know, we talk about, well, he's so fine, but ain't nobody talking about AIDS. She, yeah, she, she, she is pretty as the day is long, but ain't nobody, you know, talking about Herbie's. Somebody need to preach this stuff. Can I get a witness? See, the world, the world, the world can dress stuff up, can it? But at the end, you but going to hell. But when you are transformed and Jesus is the trigger, you experience triumph. Things just get better and better. The more I'm in Christ, the more secure I am. The longer I'm in Christ, the more joy I have. The longer I walk with him, I get more wisdom. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, the principle here is that whatever God gives you is going to last to the end. It's a joy that you can't buy. It's a joy that you can't purchase. It's a joy from Almighty God. Can I get a witness? And I thank God for Jesus Christ because my life was full of poisonous water. But he transformed the water into wine. Can I get a witness? He changed the way I think. He changed the way I walk. He changed the way I talk. I'm not perfect yet, but he's changing me. Can I get a witness? And I'm so glad that the Lord is a soul changer. I'm glad he's a mind regulator. I'm, I'm glad that he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. Can I get a witness? Well, the, the, the governor of the feast said, wait a minute, something strange about this. Jesus must have been in this place because he always saves the best for last. I think that's why Isaiah said, but they that wait shall renew their strength. He will uh, uh -huh, mount you up with wings uh, like eagles. Uh, you'll walk and not get weary. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll run and not faint. Uh, can I get a witness? Uh, I'm so glad uh, that the Lord's got my back. Uh, I'm so glad the Lord's got my front. Uh, I'm so glad the Lord's got my ups. Um, I'm so glad the Lord's got my downs. Um, can I get a witness? Um, Jesus is the trigger. Uh, uh, can I get a witness? Um, uh, Jesus is the transformer. Uh, and Jesus is my triumph. At the end of the day, you're going to make it with Jesus. Can I get a witness? So, child of God, it is, yeah, a, uh-huh, invitation to a jubilation. And when I come forth, I will be like pure gold. He's worthy to be praised. Invite him in. Involve him in. And let him transform you. And you will have a joy to the end. That'll be your triumph. Can I get a witness? I'm not talking about Hollywood. I'm not talking about Grammy Awards. I'm not yeah, talking about uh, uh, in the lights and, and all that. I'm talking about Jesus. Can I get a witness? 
And the reason you need him is because everything reports to him. And he reports to nobody. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to invite, involve him totally into your life. Father, we thank you for your word. God, thank you for the Lord Jesus. And anyone here that's not saved, they have not asked you to come into their lives and save them, believing you died for their sins, was buried and rose again. God, I want you to save them right now. Because the world is going to hell. God, save right now. Somebody's looking for a church home, bring them in, God. So they will be under authority of your word. And we thank you for our young people. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our mission. If there's somebody here that needs to be saved, all of our bus visitors, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Raise your hand. Is there one? I see hands. Be honest with God. Be honest. Come on up. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. Right here, stand right here. Is there another? Come on, step out, guys. Step out. Step out. I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm not a prosperity preacher. I'm a preacher of the gospel. You need to be born again. Is there another? You want to give your life to Christ? Step out. Anybody? Hold, 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 hold. Bring the music down. Bring the music down. You, you, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You die for your sins and burying rose again. Just this is your moment of decision. In the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. Is there another balcony downstairs you want to give your life to Christ or you want to join the church? Will you step out? Will you step out? Praise the name of Jesus. Balcony, come on down if you want to give your life to Christ. Listen, every Sunday I preach and identify the word in the word, you are without excuse. I have no blood on my hands. Come on, Doc. Praise Jesus. How you doing, honey? Is there another? Is there another? Step out. Is there another? Step out. All right, let me try it this way. Here's another angle. We all are going to drop dead in two seconds. We can't even sit back down. We're just going to drop dead. If you are not absolutely sure when you drop dead, you're going to be in heaven. Raise your hand. If you're not sure, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're not sure. Well, heaven's going to be crowded, huh? Is there another? Praise God. All right. I ain't fooling with y'all. God bless you. Preachers, take them. Thank you. Follow him. We love you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Come on. Come on. Is there another? Praise him. Come on. Bless the Lord. Come on, brother. We love you, man. We love you. We love you, man. Come here, come here, brother. All right? Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, darling. That's it. That's it. That's it. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. There you go. 
There you go. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Look at God. Look at God. Praise him. All right, guys, I'm going to get these. Let's, let's, uh, is this the Lamb's Book of Life? There's only two names in here. I'm on a kid. I'm on a kid. Praise Jesus. All right. Now listen up. Let's give a sounding, rounding. Uh, ho, 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 ho. Are you coming to get saved, brother? Are you saved? All right. God bless you. We, <laughs> we giving a sounding, rounding applause for our youth. Come on. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Reverend, the Reverend Tony Tyler, we love him, great man, great man. Let's praise the Lord. Again, we just want to invite you, if you have children who are not involved in our youth ministry, to get involved. I don't know how many times uh, Minister Kent came and gave an excellent reason why he should come. The kids came up and gave an excellent reason why, he should, why they should come. And I just come with the final plead and beg that you will bring your children out here. If you're, if you're struggling and you're wondering why your kids are acting like the world, because maybe they're spending too much time in the world and not enough time at home in the Lord. So let's bring them to church. Let's put something in them because they're going to go home to college. They're going to go off to college one day. They're going to go out in the world. And without a foundation, without a foundation, they will have a hard time standing. If you don't have anything to stand on, you'll fall for any old thing. So let's give our children something to stand on. Let's let them stand on the foundation of Jesus Christ. And let's give our pastor a round of applause because his vision is about your children. Give thanks to all the youth leaders who are involved. You don't know how many are silently working. So let's praise the Lord and thank him for them as well. Every Friday night out here, every Wednesday night out here for your children. Uh, again, you can purchase tickets to the banquet and the men's retreat. We're going next door. Discipleship for those who are going to discipleship class, new members orientation. Father, bless the food that I received for nourishment of mom's body. Bless our visitors. And we thank you. Uh, Wednesday, 7 to 9, our relationship conference starts.